Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster who, uh, you know, I've been called, you know, I've built, I've made podcasts about building birdhouses. I don't know if I've built a birdhouse. I'd like to build a bird home and uh, still working on that one birdhouse within me, Uh, not to put too fine a pine on it or whatever they say. Uh, but it's time for the podcaster who's here. If you're new, so I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for checking this podcast out. I really hope I can help you get the rest you need and you deserve. You do deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you could feel neutral about or look forward to. This show is a bit different, so it does take a couple tries to get used to. Because it's one of those things that never, you say, when are you going to put me to sleep? Well, I'm more here to keep you company with my rambling uh, asides and stories and getting mixed up uh, than to put, then you realize, oh, I don't need to, you're just a comforting friend who's going to talk to me, but I don't need to listen. I say, exactly, because you deserve a bedtime. You deserve the rest you need. So see how it goes. It's just what hundreds and thousands of people that are regular listeners said. Hey, it took two or three tries before I realized, oh, I don't get it. Exactly. So I'm glad you're here. What we got coming up, we'll have uh, like support. That's how the podcast comes out free. And you can always sign up for ad-free version if you become a regular listener. Then there's a long meandering intro, which will ease you into bedtime or be part of your wind-down routine, or hopefully make you barely smile as you get comfortable and start drifting off. And after that, we'll have support, and then our bedtime story, which would be a really nice one, uh, episodically modular. Uh, so that's, that's what we got coming up. I'm glad you're here. Uh, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Thanks for making it possible, my patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether that's thoughts, you know, on your mind, things you're thinking about, like thoughts about the past, the present, the future, you know, thinking stuff. Uh, constant thoughts uh, is one of the things that I, I was just walking. You say, how many thoughts can you have while walking a dog? How many speeches could one part of my brain give uh, or is it a was it a soliloquy I said why can't I get like a I'm sure it would grow old fast but why can't I have like a haiku brain instead of an internal critic or an internal debater or uh, saying well if you just said it this let's 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 learn how to uh, make speeches uh, about nothing I said but I never like this never comes up in normal conversation like, couldn't I, I mean, if, if I'm going to have a skill that's not always useful, except when I'm walking the dog, couldn't, I don't even know what, like, like that'd be nice. Cause I say, well, now I know how many syllables are in a haiku because I got a part of my brain constantly delivering them. Or it could be like pithy things. Like, uh, I mean, that might be more, you know, a dog in a dog on a leash is, uh, uh, you know, we'll keep it, you know, someone who doesn't like, you know, off leash dogs from saying sheesh. And, you know, maybe when you get home, you can make the two of you a dog friendly quiche. And I say, okay, no, I guess I prefer the, what, what goes on in my brain. Oh, but whatever's keeping you awake thoughts, it could be feelings coming up related to those thoughts, anything emotionally there or, you know, appearing coming up now. It could be physical sensations. It could be changes in time, temperature, routine. You could have something big coming up. You could be going through something big. Or you could have guests. You could be traveling. Whatever it is. And the reason I share all that is because, well, one, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime 
you could look forward to or feel neutral about and the rest you need so your life is more manageable and eventually regularly getting the sleep you need so you could be out there flourishing. That means our world's a better place if your world's a better place. So that's one reason why it's so important to me. The other reason is I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. And so do hundreds of thousands of other people that are listening right now. And not everybody might not have experienced what you're going through, but a lot of us might be able to relate to it. Probably some of us can directly relate to how it feels, whether it's trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, trouble waking up, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and we say, yeah, it's tough. Uh, and you deserve a little bit better. So I hope this show can pr- provide that. Whatever it is that's keeping me awake, what, the way I'm going to help is, or try to help is, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents. So that means I'm going to, you've already seen that, I'm gonna, my voice is not traditionally soothing. And it also means I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. Then I'll double back. I'll say, wait a second. What was I thinking about? Uh, what was I even talking about earlier? Thoughts. And then I got sidetracked about feelings. And then I went back and then I double, you know, then I said, whoa, what? So pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, all to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff so that you could fall asleep. And what that means is, strangely enough, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You can listen, but it's a podcast that for most people, they just kind of barely listen or they listen, but not in an engaged way. Just kind of like something that's just out of focus. You say, oh, okay, uh-huh. I could kind of see what you're talking about, uh, but I'm not really listening. I'm kind of getting comfortable here and getting ready to drift off. So uh, that's kind of... Uh, I don't know what my, oh, this is a podcast you kind of just barely listen to. If you can't sleep, don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to be here to the very end to keep you company, but that's kind of what works about the show. I'm here to keep you company, whether you're listening or not. This also is a podcast that doesn't put you to sleep. Uh, so there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep, to take your mind off stuff, to be your friend, your companion. Your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bud, your boar but your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor, your boar friend. Did I already say that? Your boar bruh, your boar bud, whatever it is, I'm here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep, uh, to take your mind off whatever is, you know, because for me, it's when my brain starts thinking about stuff at bedtime. It's It's very rarely about something outside of me, right? And once I become the central character in whatever drama of the night my brain decides on, or if it's something physical or some feelings or an anticipation, I can't, it's really hard for me to let it go. Uh, So this is something outside of yourself that you could just kind of barely listen to and just say to those parts, I call them brain bots. It hasn't come up in a while. But they're zooming around up there, right? Like, hey, did you remember this? Oh, boy, I'll be back. Uh, hey, did you remember? So they're zooming around. They're hyperactive, hypervigilant. And they can only have, they're, they're, they only have like one purpose, each one of them. And, uh, you know, or one concern. So what I do is I say, hey, brain bites, come on over. I'm going to be, oh, no, yeah, no, I hear you beeping and blurping. Totally. I'm going to be talking here about uh, nothing much. So why don't you come over here and listen? Don't worry. We'll, uh, I know those alert. The good thing is somehow you recharge whenever I'm like, and you're, you're totally ready at bedtime every single time. So I know you have your jobs covered. So we don't even need to, we could mute, we don't need to mute you, but, uh, be great if you did. So I'll just, I'm going to tell you all a story. And it's going to be about uh, uh, pets or someone that it becomes a pet. Well, it's tough to explain, but don't worry, I'll explain it coming up here. And it'll be it'll be nice. And I even have brain bot based treats. Uh, I forgot what they were. Uh, uh, you know, candied candied meanders. Oh boy, the candy meander. If sleep with me ever exited at a gift shop, there'd definitely be candied meanders. 
And of course, meanderware available for purchase. Uh, uh, oh boy. But yeah, I brought enough can and I brought, um, I brought a special, uh, uh, ba- double baked, um, uh, tangent, double baked tangent, dipped, dipped tangents. Uh, they're double baked, uh, baked once, then baked again. Uh, tan, 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 tangential tangents. And I, I do have some tangerine tangents as well. Those are, um, crystallized, uh, tangerine tangents. Oh boy. Dehydrated. Yep. You got it. So don't worry. I'm going to tell you a story. I got plenty of stuff to share and uh, plenty for everybody. No need to get, you know, no need to form a line even. I'll bring them right to you. So that's uh, the the thing is I'm here to oh oh don't need to listen to me yeah no need no need to fall asleep I'm here to keep you company so if you can't sleep I'll be here to the very end if you're asleep I'll be here to the very end keeping you company uh, a couple other things to know that throw people off this podcast just takes some getting used to because naturally if you've been having trouble sleeping for a while or even if it's something new you're looking for a solution right. And maybe somebody told you about this podcast or you tried a bunch of other stuff and it only worked once or twice. And then you moved on or you spent a bunch of money on a bunch of different things. This is all stuff I've done and a lot of other listeners have done. And it makes you skeptical and doubtful and not always in the best mood. That's totally normal. And that's how most people end up at this show is in uh, out of place of frustration. And then you say, what is this rambling you're doing? So those are normal feelings. And what happens is after two or three tries, you realize, oh, okay, this is a uh, like that uh, Douglas Adams thing said, mostly harmless. Uh, you're just here to um, keep me company and talk. Really, you you were you you were accurate, but it was hard to determine that you were accurate until I listened to a few times, and then I realized, oh, it is like someone holding on to sand. Uh, it's just drifting through your fingers over and over again, out of focus or whatever. Because that doesn't make any sense until I see it in practice. So give it a few tries and see how it goes. If you already definitely don't like the show, that's normal too. And if you don't want to give it a few tries, that's fine. Check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. It's got a bunch of other sleep podcasts and sleepy stuff on there for you to check out. Because you st- even if you don't like me or the show, it doesn't change the fact I know how it feels, and you deserve a good night's sleep. So see see how it goes, or check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Structure show also throws people off. Uh, so I'll go through the structure show. Starts off with a greeting, um, uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, then I maybe say some funny stuff or barely funny stuff. That way you say, okay, I feel seen and welcome, welcomed in. I'll check this show out. Then there's support. Believe it or not, like uh, many, many, many hours going to making the show and keeping it coming out twice a week. So the support from the listeners and sponsors enable us to do that for free or or paying for it's optional. Uh, Then after the support is the intro, which we're already into. And the intros last just somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes long. It's separate from the support, which I'm sorry if you, you get frustrated that the support for the show and then it gets projected onto the intro. They're not the same thing. The intro is here, one, to introduce new people to the podcast, two, for me to naturally go off topic and get mixed up, and then three, to ease you into bedtime, to give you a transition from being awake to being asleep. The intro for a lot of listeners is part of their wind-down routine or their getting-ready-for-bed routine. While there are listeners that are sleeping, oh boy, are we so happy for you. Uh, And there are about 2% of people that skip the intro. There's actually more people that pay just to listen to intros on Patreon. So that kind of shows, hey, there's everybody's different. So as you become a regular listener, you can kind of adjust. But at first, just try it out. The intro is meant to slowly lower the volume whether you're in bed, getting comfortable, or you're already asleep, or you're brushing your teeth and other great stuff, uh, or doing some sort of chill activity, that's what the intro does. It eases you into bedtime. And that's just been, what's been shown to work uh, for me. 
and with sleep studies is having a wind down routine. So I do hope as you become a regular listener, if you do, that you say, oh, okay, maybe I'll do some doodling or foam rolling or pet my pet or whatever it is to, to give yourself even more stuff to say, oh, I'm looking forward to those things at bedtime because that's just what works for me. Not all the time, but most of the time. So that's the intro. Then again, there's support between the intro and the story, so the show can come out free twice a week. Then there's our bedtime story. Uh, tonight will be our ongoing episodically modular series, which is brand new. I think it's going to be called, like, so I don't even know 100% the title. I think it's going to be called Make Great Pets. So it's about pets. I mean, what could be nicer? Uh so that'll go on for about 45 or 50 minutes. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure of the show. That's why I make the show. And I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I really appreciate you coming by and checking the podcast. I appreciate your time. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. In fact, I yearn and I strive uh, and work really hard because it is important. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, it is time for our episodically modular series that, uh, <laughs> this is the second episode, but you can listen to it in any order as the character is going to set up all the details you need to know. It's kind of a training, it's training of how to be helpful, uh, is, uh, it's a fictional, it's fictional, but, uh. It's a training journal, uh, so you, the, the, that, uh. The episodically modular part should be built in, though the series, I think, will make make great pets is the working title as of right now. But the secret is I record this in 2022, and this will be coming out at some point in 2023. So uh, things change, but uh, hopefully that title sticks. Uh, make great pets. That describes uh, great pets would be the best. Pets are great. I don't know. Probably not the best time to brainstorm <laughs> when I'm trying to set up our series. So basically, you really don't need to know anything uh, other than it's a character named Rin, and they're recording uh, training sessions, uh, and they should explain everything, the rest of it from there. Really nice. If you love pets, holy cow, are you in for a sleepy treat? But if you love... Uh, voices that are soothing but also stimulating unlike mine you know mine is just uh you say well it's kind of soothing not very stimulating this person's voice is so stimulating we use it to kick off every episodically modular series so then you could fall off from there you say okay i was stimulated slightly uh so this is our hollywood announcer drives all the way from los angeles uh Sits in their dri my driveway uh, until they're um, until I tell them, okay, you can come in now. You know what? Can you give me five more minutes? I see you through the kitchen window, though. Right, I'm doing some dishes, and I need it. I need five more minutes of thinking, preparing to socialize time. But we're really good friends, they say, and I say, yeah, that's why I only need five minutes more. Uh. But I usually have to use a restroom. You know, you know how it goes with these Hollywood big shots. I got to use your restroom. I just drove six hours for free. Uh, electric, all electric, my all solar, solar powered, and with a solar powered smile, a po powerful solar smile. It's Mister Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. As uh, the ladies, scooter, do you remember if I introduced uh, the first episode of the series or not? I don't, Antonio, because that's probably pretty, uh, I might have been, you might not have, uh, well, I'm good to be, I don't remember either. Uh, 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 the friends beyond the binary, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time to get cozy, to get comforted, to get loving. It's time for great pets. Meow. Wow, that's that's a class. I don't know if you've you've ever done a meow like that, and it was like a, it was a symbolic meow. I love it, uh, Antonio. Also, if Antonio wasn't in the first episode, I we both apologize. Uh, 
you know, sometimes we can get distracted. Uh, because, oh, because, uh, yeah, I got to record these before they come out. So the first episode hasn't, hasn't even been edited yet. But, you know, that's what makes it fun. So this is Great Pets, and uh, that was uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Okay, hello, everybody. My name's Rin, and uh, if you're listening to this, it's a training module, module, uh, which is basically my journal as I'm learning this process. Uh, so I'll be learning, and you'll be learning from me. And that's great because even you may have more knowledge than me. You may even have more experience than me. And I may be uh, even making examples of how not to do things. But also more will be revealed. I think as I'm learning, there is one thing that's, uh, there's a few things that are sticking out to me. But uh, so I'm here, I'm going to be recording these trainings uh, as I learn the process uh, they said to be, be, I'm a little distracted, so let me just get my distraction out of the way. Then I'll go back to what's going on because uh, I'm singing in my head here because I'm not like a bird. Uh, I am a bird. I can fly. I, well, I can't fly away, but I can fly around this house I'm in. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that people, they can't prepare you for. You know, you see, well, you're in a new state of existence, uh, wasn't prepared for that as a human, earthbound human. Then they explained to me how this new, you know, the big, the old big farm works. No farm, not big, but endless in, 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 you know, and they explained to me and they said, I said, okay, wait a second, I got to get a job. And they said, you in particular have to get a job. I said, terrific. Uh, tell me more. I thought, that where's the beach and the uh, umbrella drinks? But that's neither here nor there. This is just an you know, example of me uh, venting. Oh, but being a bird, they can't prepare you for it. Holy cow, flight is amazing. And it feels good. You know, there's some, you know, processes of being that, uh, I wasn't prepared for some of the internal activities of a bird, but, uh, the flying part, pretty good. The squawking in there's involuntary squawk or, or, well, I haven't been able to trace it. Uh, it's not my choice to squawk. Uh, so some of the squawking is not, uh, couldn't be prepared for that either. You see, can you, can't you hear that? Uh, Cause I can hear it, uh. So I'm a bird, which goes back to our training. So if you're listening to this, uh, maybe you acquired it by some other means, but otherwise you're preparing for this new program they've been testing, uh, post-Bessos incident uh, or the cash penny incident, whatever they're calling it. Uh, and this attempt to help this particular version of Earth, uh, which happens to be the version of Earth that I came from, which is pretty cool. I think it's, I mean... This part, I said, this was happening when I was on Earth or after? I don't know. Timelines, let's not get into it. But so you're an opportunity, much like me, to become or have a presence within a pet in a home or maybe some other location. This is only my second uh, job. And uh, to be the pet and to help uh, someone or some more than one person uh, get through something and yes, it's similar to uh, the ideas of the Guardian, uh, the, you know, the, the uh, it was originally, they tested out with one version of Earth, the Guardian Angels, that's a pretty popular myth too. So it was both something happening and a myth, uh, and that was the best of spending timeline, or a Sears spending timeline, whatever, I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a historian of all these different things. And that didn't exactly work. Uh, it takes, you can put, you can put, you can uh, take the angel out of you know Earth, but you can't take the humanity out of an angel. It turns out, uh, and that's when they said, "Well, let's do the opposite. Let's have a negative uh, someone to show you the wrong choices." And that definitely didn't work. And so this is the latest, in my understanding of my task at hand is, uh, you know, help people through one of these phases that turns out to be an opportunity, opportunity, O-F-E-G, an opportunity for extreme growth, a turning point, as they say, though 
not a turning point like uh, back when there was one centralized uh, figurehead and they said, you know, they would do some figure finger wagging, the finger wagging of a figurehead. Oh, I don't think I'm supposed to record this stuff out, some of these thoughts out loud, but uh, these are the thoughts I have. So if you're going to relate to my training, you know, otherwise they could just delete it. But if you get a chance to be a bird, uh, it's it's nice. Even jumping around, the, like, and also the clacking of your, uh, what are these? They're not paws, are they? Claws? Tail? I don't have talons. Oh, well, I'll talk about what kind of bird I am and stuff. So I think that's it. I'm here to help, like, uh, so I'm here to record me learning how to help. Uh, what it's like uh, being inside a pet, you should have got some more training with body awareness and motion and the communication system and then the dream journaling. That's what I'm doing now. Pets asleep, birds asleep. O- old caw, caw too much. Uh, that's not the bird's name, but. So, oh, the other thing I've learned or I'm learning or maybe I'm aware of uh, trying to find joy and fun and look at the positive. Maybe that's why they signed me up for this because those aren't, uh, maybe I'm more aware of those areas as an area of deficiency, what I was told in my life review. And uh, so I guess this is also, you know, as they pitched it, maybe not to you. This is your chance. This is a chance uh, for another, you know, different style, humanity in a different style uh, in a bird. And it really does help me, to be honest. uh, I didn't think any of this would work. uh, But, you know, I say, hey, if this particular family can, uh, you know, move on from here and like flourish or have a little bit better existence, make better choices, be more aware of the joy, positivity, and fun in the world than I was. Holy cow. I'm not even, I'm not saying this with any irony, but I am flapping my, I'm guess I'm flapping my gums and not my wings. So help. Oh yeah. They, that with the training, they said something like, uh, being positive helps me help be helpful or something. I can't remember. Oh, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to go on one more tangent about this, I guess, because I'm trying to learn and train you by doing, you know, uh, is uh, there was a competing training service of just be yourself uh, or just do your best. And I have not found that useful because uh, in, in not even in helping them, obviously, that's a whole nother challenge. How's a pet going to help somebody? You know, but uh, I guess the other, try, you know, the other things they tried to help the people, uh, I don't know if it didn't work. It, it, uh, it, I mean, you know, there was that argument that why do we even need to get involved uh, when we get involved, you know, but so whatever. This is a low impact, they say. I mean, I listened in on my trainers discussing things and they said, well, how much, like, uh, they said, how much damage could he possibly do, Rin, a, you know, as a pet? Uh, so, okay, so, um, I don't know. Uh, oh, so I was saying, you know, don't do your best to try to uh, be yourself. But try to be on the path to discovering the best versions of these people you're working with and yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of downtime. So you got, unfortunately, you got a lot of time to think about this stuff, but I can't write anything down. So that's why it's a little bit jumbled. So I'm a bird, I'm a squawker and I can talk, uh, which I think is going to be helpful, but, uh, it's, uh, like I said, it's pretty loud. And, uh, so far I know I can say, uh, hello, Purdy. That's my name, Purdy. Uh, are you hungry now? I can say that. I think I'm like repeating what has been said. Are you hungry now? Uh, Purdy, be quiet. That's uh, one that's come out quite a lot. Uh, uh, and Lucia, bedtime. That's another one. I'm in Lucia's room. We'll get to that. So I don't know if I'm a macaw. I would think I'm a macaw just because of the cawing, but I don't know if a macaw, I don't know if they always said parrots talked, but I thought it was parakeets. Uh, I'm very nice. I got a nice green. Uh, I, I would say I'm even, um, 
Oh, I forgot what that word was, but like sparkly. Okay, so the W's, right? Uh, who, what, where, when, how, why? Task at hand. There's a family of three people or four, well, or five, depending on how you're counting. Uh, so bed, to, like Lucia, like uh, Lucia's the child. I live in her room. I'm her pet, uh, technically. And actually, she does, she is responsible for me. Uh, what else? Uh, parents, uh, I don't know. I didn't catch their names. Uh, and then there's a fourth person. This is slightly confusing. She's Aunt Lucinda. So we have Lucia and Lucinda. But Lucinda hasn't come yet. But I guess she has a room here. So she kind of visits, but like for long, like uh, she kind of lives here, but kind of doesn't. I don't know. So that's number four. So you have Lucia, mom, dad, Lucinda, maybe. And then number five, uh, and you might want to sit, if you're not sitting down listening to this, you might want to sit down. I mean, I don't know where you've been, but Lucia, and this is a new situation, has a twin android sister. Uh, yeah, uh, but maybe not like you're thinking, because if you would have told me this, I would have been like what I would have pictured in my head would be slightly different than the reality. But like most things, it's in between what I like. It's in the gray. So, uh, this is also why Aunt Lucinda's trying to get here because things have been rocky we're post-honeymoon period with the twin android sister. And I think this is why I'm here. Uh, this is a turning point. Uh, okay, the twin sister also does not have a name at this time. At first, Lucia couldn't decide on a name. Um, and now she's realizing it's something under her control, so she's refusing to come up with a name. And this is the end of my first day here. So I'm pretty good. I think I'm collecting pretty good stuff. So the honeymoon period of this, uh, and when I say honeymoon, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the go, like, uh, the newness is worn off, uh, with Lucia and the Android twin. And now there's kind of this, I, I mean, I believe that the Android twin was offered as a distraction and not a solution anyway, but, uh, the the tension seems to be building. So it's like the underlying tension, then the distraction, and then the distraction becomes a cause of new tension. You know, like, uh, but I'm supposed to be finding the joy here, too. Uh, Lucy is great. Uh, so that, and uh, I would say she has joy in her eyes, uh, quiet, quiet kind of joy. And she, oh, who, what, who? So she is a kid. Hmm. Again, I, didn't, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention during this training. She's a, not a baby, not a toddler, not uh she's like school age, but not like older school age. And so she's not like a little kid, like not a kindergartner. I don't know, third, fourth, fifth grade, something like that. Uh, or grade, I don't know where your training is, grade three, grade four, grade five. Uh, I don't see a lot of her parents. I hear them. Uh, they seem on the sad side, I guess, uh, and desperate to please in a different kind of way for each of them, on edge. Uh, and this seemed like, and they seemed sad or disappointed because this seemed like they were fixed move. They thought this would work, uh, but they seem so they seemed to be on uh, a crest back up because they said, "Well, I thought this would work," uh, not realizing it was a distraction. But I think they think that Aunt Lucinda will fix things, uh, and you know, maybe between me and Aunt Lucinda, we'll we'll get it all solved. Uh, and, oh, when I say what would fix things, the android twin sister. And so, uh, this is what I want to get into expectations in case you encounter an android twin, but it could be at a different time. 
Like, so I don't know if you, when I say the word Android, what you picture in your head, especially when I say Android twin sister, but yes, uh, this Android is the same size and body type and looks the same as Lucia. Her parents did buy her a lot of similar outfits so that they could dress the same, though that has not been following through on. But if you're talking about, like, generate, go back to, like, ages, like, what generation Android is this? I would say it's not an early generation. Like, there's no steam coming out or, uh, uh, but I wouldn't say I would send this thing off to, you know, get a graduate degree. It's no data, like, in that Star Trek The Next Generation or some sort of super advanced being. I don't like, uh, but it's not uh, so clunky as uh, something that looks like it was put together in a garage. But when you watch it, uh, I don't know if you you remember those like early Disney movies, like early animated motion pictures. You could see how, you know, maybe I didn't live the fullest life, but... uh, These are the things, but I don't know if there was like this one called Snow White. I don't know if you ever saw it. There was other ones like it and it was early on. So there was just something about the motion of the human characters in those films. They say, oh, that's, uh, something's off about it. And they knew it and they said, okay, it's just a matter of, I don't know what the solution ended up being. It's just really difficult to, uh. Move like a human if you're not a human, I guess. So, you know, she's not going to, um, they're not going to go to school and, and fool anybody for very long. I don't know. It's just one of those uncanny things. Like, even if they're standing side by side, I mean, maybe if like it was, uh, there, you used to trick lighting and makeup or something, but otherwise you'd say, okay, come on, Lucille, let's go. Uh, so I don't know. That's what I have so far. Just observing, not exactly sure where to get started other than by paying attention and trying to find I mean, there are probably positives about having an Android sister, and I don't think it's an empty gesture. I don't know how many other kids have Android if this is a big thing right now. Though Lucia had had friends over. She did not like, uh, like, well, today, I mean, like I heard them talking, but it, like, uh, I think it's a post, uh, like when maybe when this is just speculation, so we're not really supposed to speculate, but, uh, I figure when she first got the Android, then she was having people over to play with it. But now it's kind of like, uh, something else going on. So I'm going to rest, uh, inside my bird here. And I guess I'll squawk to you later. Uh, all right, hey, this is Rin, and uh, like I'll be honest, it's been a few days. Uh, they said it would be easier for me to uh, record one of these and do like do a journal every single night, but um, the flying just get like I've been using I've been flying around the house a lot, and again, it's just too awesome. But also, I've been, uh, what's it, Aunt Lucinda's here. I don't know whose aunt she is, but Aunt Lucinda is a problem solver. So I said, this must be why the parents were anticipating her arrival. Or maybe she's more of like a catalyst for problem solving or uh, the problem solving manager. Like, she's very... uh, efficient and effective uh but i'm not sure so then i'm like oh well my job's to find some joy like like, i don't know though she does not seem interested she seems interested in solving things reminds me a bit of me in a different way so i say okay well i'm supposed to be kind of keeping an eye for joy and fun at least uh on some level so i don't know if i always agree with her methods either with the parents she's very uh using techniques that would would make me uncomfortable, like a lot of finger-wagging, saying you you got, you know, uh, very judgmental, or what could feel judgmental to me. 
but also kind of to pressure the parents to become unstuck because they seem stuck. Uh, but with Lucia, she's not as, um, she's a little bit lighter. She's uh, more stern, but clear, not a lot of subtext, which is good. Yeah. I think. And very task driven. Uh, and one of the things uh, that came up for the first couple the first couple days of her arrival, when it seemed like uh, Lucinda was dealing with the parents, was uh, she would go to Lucy and say, "Well, what what's your problem with your sister? She's not my sister." Uh, okay, okay. What's your problem with your new friend? She's not my friend. Okay. Uh, what, like, uh, and then finally, uh, she, she kind of had to, uh, uh, you know, keep asking until Lucia said, I just don't like her. I just don't like her. And I don't want her. And, and then Lucinda said, okay, well, let's come up with a list of the things like, uh, you don't like about your sister. And she's not my sister. Okay. But let's come up with a list of things, uh, she goes, let's be specific, uh, be as specific as you can so we can look at these. And I know one thing, so, oh, so this might help with the age. Lucia still plays with toys a little bit. And so I don't know if that helps at all, but uh, Lucinda has bro or, or the android, who I'll have to name, Dro- I'll just call her Droidy. Uh, she broke some of the toys uh, initially this was before and uh, some of the favorite toys and one lucinda or Lu- lucia this is confusing with these names uh auntie a caller she so maybe this might be helpful to you i don't know we're getting confused with the names so lucia uh like stop playing with her toys or play with them alone. But also it's like, did you break this on purpose? And, uh, the Android is very droid. Like I did not break this toy on purpose. Uh, you know, I don't need to get into that. This isn't really about, the. that's not my, the interpersonal part of it. Uh, at least with the Android, uh, I mean, unless I'm here to help the Android, but I, uh, I have not detected a sense of sentience or consciousness in the Android, but that doesn't mean I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I'm open to that. So this was one where I was able to help. Uh, and I said, okay, maybe, uh, me and auntie are going to work together because I was able to, um, go to the garage, knock over a thing of old toys, fly a couple of them in my claws, uh, and, uh, uh, did throw uh, Auntie off, but she said, uh, what do you got there? Uh, oh, uh, look at this. This is your old tea set, you know, prim, prince, prim and princess tea set or whatever. And, uh, we could have party with, like, uh, well, those are going out to be donated. But, uh, so then the, she said, you and your sister could, could, uh, you and Droidy could have a tea, you know, you could use these and if she breaks it, it's okay. So what's the next thing uh, that, uh, like, she, you could play with her, like, uh, she said, well, she's, like, cold to the touch. Like, uh, it's not like when I hug my mom or my dad or you, you know, she, uh, she's she's not a, a person. Like, but it's also just, uh, like, it's not a, something I want to snuggle with, uh, and again, Lucinda, now Lucinda or Auntie and I, whew, boy, uh, we took two different tactics. Uh, the same thing. I grabbed an electric blanket. First, I had to look, but linen closet's always a good place, just in case you're like, uh, like linen. If you're looking for an electric blanket, uh, linen closet is, uh, you got at least a 20 or 30% chance. And in this case, uh, 100% chance, uh, Auntie was more in the hot water bottle camp, uh, but, um, they did both, uh, it didn't really solve anything, uh, but at least she got Lucia to put her head on, you know, that they could, uh, she's like, well, at least it's warm. 
then there's a problem at night, which I'm aware of too. But I'm like usually busy. Like after I do this journaling, I get tired. So the thing thing is that uh, it is not a magical android like you see in the movies. So the android does make maintenance noises at night. Like where it's cycling, whatever, it's circulatory system. And that's not silent. But, oh, the parents have two beds in the room. Like they're really twin sisters now. And again, more of it's come out like that, uh, you know, that it was a thing of like, oh, I wanted a sister, oh, I'm lonely, and, and that this would uh, help. Uh, and those kind of things, you know, and I heard Lucinda, the auntie talking to the parents about it. So it's like a like one of those situations that not easy for anybody to deal with, uh, and that this twin is supposed to help solve it, a droidy. But so she makes these maintenance noises at night. They're not terribly loud, but you can hear it. And it's a bit of whirring, a bit of slushing, you know, pumps pumping, like at a high speed. And Lucinda doesn't like, or uh, Lucia doesn't like it. Uh, and so she had already tried to uh, cover her, her Android, Android twin in uh, blankets, but that would cause overheating which caused the overheating alarm, which, you know, did, like before total overheat, you know, so, uh, which was pr- pretty loud. Uh, and also I think you go into s- some uh, different non-maintenance sleep mode or something. And the parents were like, what are you doing? Uh, she says, she's too loud at night. And I said, you'll get used to it. This is before I was here or auntie. Uh, then she tried that, and then she just would put the sister in the garage. Uh, but then when one of the parents would go out to work, they'd be, the first time it happened, you know, they were like the android was standing there. So that gave them a bit of a surprise. She tried to put the android sister in the garage. That didn't work. Parents were like, well, you can't do that. Your sister needs to sleep in there. Uh, so then... Uh, like, my squawking actually helped, because uh, they were saying, well, remember when uh, uh, Purdy used to talk too much, or Purdy would move around in their cage, and that used to bother you, but you got used to it. She said, I don't think, so then, this was pretty simple, it wasn't my idea, it was Auntie's, but she said, well, let's get some fans and some other noises, uh and maybe that'll, you won't, and then that actually worked. And it's actually pretty nice. Also, a little more airflow in the room. The fan's not blowing on me. Oh, good question. Maybe asking, is there a blanket over my cage? Uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, right now is the wintertime, so it's uh, it's pretty dark in the room, so that I don't have it over my cage. But other times, I, there is a blanket. Uh, and then the one other one was, uh, she said she doesn't like the way the android sister looks at her. Now, other thing I forgot to tell you is that uh, uh, that uh, there's a ticking clock of a thing, which is that I guess you can, they purchased, or, or, or like, uh, this is a, obviously an expensive thing, an, and, an android twin, but there is a... a or they told Lucia that she would have a choice uh, because there is like a test period. And so I think in Lucia's, well, so we'll see because, uh, so she said, well, I got to work at the, uh, the, she's supposed to talk to her parents tomorrow and uh, like go over all the stuff with auntie and them. And the only one that's not resolved uh, is like how she, lo- she says, well, I don't like the way she looks at me. Which is, I think it's just a technological thing that, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of, I, I don't know, if this, is this what Uncanny Valley means? But it's not the same as looking at a person, similar to the animation metaphor I already made. And I'm not sure what to do about that other than, I mean, can't get, like, uh, then my, my Android twin sister wears her, her sunglasses at night. Uh, doesn't make any sense, right? So anyway, that's where we're at uh, with this, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm gonna rest. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
Okay, this is Ren Night 3, well, not Night 3, Recording 3, but this is, uh, oh boy, so I'm not sure how I feel about this, and I'm still a bird, so I guess that means I haven't got my job done unless it changes, so I guess from training purposes, okay. So, okay, what happened was... uh, Auntie said, well, let's do staring contests. She she tried a bunch of different things with the eyes. And then she said, well, it's time to talk to your parents. And, like, not everything, maybe this is a chance that not everything with your Android twin will be perfect. Uh, But let's go over everything with your parents and the solutions. And they had a meeting, and I was not comfortable with this. I actually did a lot of squawking because it was, like, three adults and Lucia. And the Android twin was not present for this. And they went over everything, and and then they said, uh, how do you feel about all these solutions, Lucia? And yeah, it's not perfect. And she said, uh, well, if this is a trial period, uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to have her, I don't want to keep her. And everybody looks surprised, uh, and at first it kind of was like, what do you mean you don't want to keep it? You have, you're like the only kid, like, this is so rare. And uh, there's so many positives about your Android twin. And so many things that could be positive in the future. Like, I just don't understand. She said, well, this, I just don't, like, uh, if there's a trial period, I don't want her. I don't want to keep her. It's as simple as that. Uh and uh, then another tactic was tried where it's like more of a frustration tactic. Well, we, you know, we do all this and this is, you know, may, and maybe this is your chance to learn to appreciate your sister. And, uh, or, and then the, the aunties kind of used the tactic she's and the adults about, well, can't you appreciate what your parent? And then Lucia figured it out. Uh, Wait a second. Like, did I ever have a choice in this situation? Or am I just stuck with this sister? And she said, is there a trial period? And the parents said, well, technically there is, but there's a deposit. And we're also being, this is a, we're part of a program, you know, to improve these things. And, uh, and she said, so I don't have a choice. I'm stuck with my twin, you know, I'm stuck with this. Uh, and uh, they kind of ended the conversation initially. And then it was more of a soothing period they went into where it was not a lot of talking. And I'd say everybody did a pretty good job at first. And, uh, like, uh, some space, it gave her some space and then just comforted her, didn't talk about it, gave her uh, some time. Also, I think space of, like, well, we didn't, no one knows how to deal with this situation. But, you know, everybody's feelings were strong, and I said to myself, uh, and I tried different things. You know, I would try to use some of the sayings to alleviate the mood. And uh, there was no joy with that. Uh, and uh, I couldn't find any joy, right? Uh, and then uh, Auntie, I feel like Auntie Lucinda, Auntie Lucinda beat me to it because she was giving space, but then she was, like, letting uh, Lucia do quiet activities and then she kind of went, she goes, oh, what are you doing? Or what do you, like, uh, it looks like, uh, is this one of your things to do when you're feeling, you know, when stuff's wild or whatever? What are you doing? And she said, oh, like, uh, she goes, I have this, like, coloring, like, coloring book of, uh, she goes, but those are real places. She goes, well, these are, this is super happy birthday land. Uh, she goes, I would have preferred to go here than have an android sister. And that's what I had asked for, uh. My parents said that won't last. Uh, just one visit to Super Happy Birthday Land, and she says it's pretty expensive. And, uh, and we're, I don't know. One day we're gonna go there. Uh, but so, I, but I like to color in these pictures of it and imagine, you know, what color, you know, you know, you know. One day maybe I'll design a park, uh, you know, a getaway theme park like Super Happy Birthday Land. And Lucia said, huh, or Lucinda, uh, okay, well, yeah, well, uh, we're all just in there in the room together. And then Lucinda came in, and this was impressive. At first, I think it was impressive. Uh, 
But now that I guess I got to give it another day. But she pulled out a notebook and she started doing stuff. She was looking up stuff on her phone, but quietly, like parallel play type thing. And finally, Lucia said, well, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I was making a budget to uh, visit a super happy birthday land. And Lucia said, are you going to go? Are you going to go? Are you going to take me? And she said, no, no, I was just trying to price it out. Uh, it is expensive. Uh, and Lucia said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, wow, it's really expensive. Uh, and she goes, take a look. Uh, this is what it would cost to visit uh, one time. She goes, but actually, if you visited it like... Uh, once every 11 months and then once every 13 months. Cause she said, it seems like, uh, you're, you know, you're only in the super happy birthday land age range for a few years and you're right on the, um, start of like, you know, you can go on most of the attractions all, you know, and they're just talking about it, but hard numbers. Uh, and, and then Lucia said, well, she's, what if I, I wish I could get a job. And then they looked at one another, but I think Lucinda knew what she was doing. But maybe not. And then they looked at the Android twin, uh, and they like. And then they looked back at each other, and Lucinda said, "That might just work." Uh, uh, and then she went and talked to the parents, and uh, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna rest. I'll be back uh, right away. But uh, like. Uh, I don't know if that's what's uh, happening. Okay, we're in here. So it uh, seems to be happening. Like uh, Lucinda is actually like really pushing this uh, and thinking that if, well, now it looks like the Android would have to have two jobs. Uh, and there are Android workers uh and there are jobs that she would qualify for and she could get. Not exactly high-paying jobs, obviously, for some of the same reasons uh, within her maintenance ability levels. Uh, it's all possible, but only possible if she has two jobs uh, to earn money. And, and she said, this actually will work. Uh, and so everybody's excited about it. Uh, like this is the like there's they've they've gone into problem solved. Uh, and even Lucia's like more happy with her sister now that the idea is that the android is going to provide uh, for her and her parents uh, and Aunt Lucinda maybe, uh, depending on the you know tax refund or whatever. <laughs> That's what Aunt Lucinda said. Uh, for them to go to super happy birthday land on vacation once a year for the next few years, as long as she works two jobs. If she works one job, then it would be probably a one-time trip or once every couple of years. Uh, but I don't know, to be honest, uh, that I, like, uh, as I'm sitting here, that this uh, is the solution. Well, one, I mean, I'm not jealous, uh I don't know. I'm just looking at everything in one. It's like everybody's happy about it. Super happy birthday land or whatever it's called. But is this a, a solution? Is this the right thing? And I don't think it is. Uh, and so I was trying to think, uh, where could I find the, the joy in this? And honestly, I think Lucia has doubts too. Like, cause at night she said, do like, uh, what do you think about you getting a job? Well, I know it will make you happy, uh, so that would make me happy. This is the first time I've really heard them communicating in the dark, uh, which is a powerful time. Well, what do you think about uh, getting a job and doing these jobs? Well, it will be unexpected, and I will miss you in the home. And uh, I'm uncertain, but uh, certain I will be able to accomplish the task at hand. Uh, and then... The, she even said, will I be able to go to birth? And she said, no, androids aren't allowed. Uh, and she said, oh, okay, I understand. Uh, she said, would you want to go to Super Hat? And she goes, well, if Lucia's excited about it, uh, I'll be excited about it. 
Also, I think they decided on name birthday for the android. So I don't know. This that's just what happened today. But I'm trying to think of uh, why am I here? What am I here? How am I? And uh, but wait a second. What about this? What we're talking about? No, I think I have an idea. I'm going to try it tomorrow, and I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, this is Ren here. I don't know where this is. I don't know what the recording is, but this hopefully will be the last one, and I'll move on because I think I did help. Uh, I didn't solve anything. But I said, how are we going to find... Because then even uh, at breakfast, this is what helped. Was we'll see us at, they're all eating breakfast. Everybody's still on this high. Auntie Lucinda's getting ready to leave again because problems are solved. But she did stare at me a couple times. Uh, and then they said, well, like a uh, birthday would like to go to happy birthdays. And they said, well, maybe you could sneak her in. Maybe one day they'll allow androids to stay at the hotel and go to the park, but not right now. And uh, maybe you could get a job. Maybe she could get a job at the park. Uh, it was hot, only behind the scenes. Uh, well, then it'd be pretty far away. She'd have to live in, you know, some sort of dormitory. So anyway, uh, so Auntie Lucinda left, uh, but I said, oh, wait a second. Uh, and so then they were they were even bonding over it. Uh, and, and I said, wait, like, uh, no one's, uh, maybe part of this family dynamic, especially now seeing Lucinda, I said, well, what if this is another honeymoon phase, right? But, uh, what if this is an opportunity, like, for, I said, maybe I was looking too hard for clear joy and clear things. And uh, suddenly... The fact that Lucia was kind of seeing things from her sister, from birthday's perspective, or droidy, as I would have preferred. Uh, so I, like, grabbed some journals, and and uh, uh, there's a lot of, you know, just like in any house, there's a lot of, like, half, you know, journals with two entries or diaries or diaries that uh, Lucia was given that she never used. And I put them all in... Uh, in uh, birthday's bed, and Lucia said, "What are those uh, like?" Uh, but she saw me, so she didn't blame her sister. I just want to be clear. She said, "What are you doing?" Uh, and I said, "What? Like uh, whatever? Are you hungry or whatever, Birdie?" Uh, I was trying to use my you know vocals to underline points, uh, and I was pushing it. And she said, "Oh, you want Lucia to start a journal?" And then her uh, birth, birthday, and then she birthday didn't understand. That's like a little bit beyond birthday's processing capabilities, a journal. So then she told her parents, and then it was uh, her mom said, well, what if you keep a journal from her perspective uh, and, and try to understand things from her perspective, uh, like what it's like to be your android twin? And uh, Lucia said, I could call my life as an android twin. And uh, she goes, oh, there's some extra journals uh, here uh, or diaries and stuff. And the parents said, oh, okay, interesting. What do you? And she goes, she pushed them across the table. This is what honestly was hoping to happen. I mean, I don't want to take credit for it, but I don't think it would have been possible without her. But she, they said, oh, you want us to keep journals? Is it my, my life is an android uh, a twin. And she just kind of took her breath in. And she said, I wonder, Lucia said this, I wonder if I wrote a journal as party, like what it would be like to be party and, uh, you know, that all of a sudden, you know, I had, party had to share, you know, it used to just be party and I. Then suddenly, you know, a bunch of stuff went on in our lives. And then it was like, hey, you're going to live with this android twin. It's a gift that you're supposed to appreciate, Purdy. Maybe write it. And they said, write it as Purdy. And Lucia just kind of sat there in silence. And then the parents figured it out. Like, uh, And then they said, uh, hey, maybe when you're done, 
It was a little passive aggressive, but normal. Like I said, after you're done writing, you know, maybe you could write it as, and she goes, what? A, and then it became, they did find joy and laughter because then they started doing kind of spoof entries. Like, uh, like first she was talking from the Android's perspective, from birthday. She goes, this, my name's birthday and I'm writing this journal, uh, through Lucia, but, uh, so sick of party squawking and everybody laughed. And then they said, uh, you know, so they said, oh, my, you know, my name's Lucia. I'm writing this journal through my, you know, my mother's hand or my father's hand. And, uh, and, uh, said, well, like, okay, we could take turns writing, keeping a journal as the other person for a while. Wondering what it's like to be like, be them. What are they? And and then they start saying, oh, what are, what are the challenges? Uh, and then they laughed. And, you know, I don't want to say this, but they said, oh, thank God. Auntie, they all said their journal would have said it. Thank goodness Auntie Lucinda's gone, solving all our problems. Uh, so, I don't know, I think we reached something and I'll know I'm going to go rest uh, after this and maybe I'll wake up uh, back in uh, another pet somewhere. be nice to have a break. I mean, just in case any trainers are listening, like a deeper E for something, even though I'm doing this. But it's pretty great being a pet today. Uh, and uh, I don't exactly – there are more uh, – Purdy journals being written, and they're not exactly complimentary about. But I said, well, that's just the way my, you know, that's just the way a bird processes its uh, natural environment. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to get some rest. I'm glad uh, to. Hopefully, this was helpful for you. If you're going to be a pet soon, good night. <laughs>